Praise the Lord. How many of you are happy to be in Bible studies this evening? Can you shout hallelujah? How many of you are expecting to have a visitation from the word of God? Shout a louder hallelujah. You know you were blessed the last Bible study. Can you shout the loudest hallelujah? Amen. God bless you. Bless the name of the Lord with a clap and please have your seat. Have your seat in God's presence. Okay. 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 How many of us were here last Tuesday? We started a discussion last Tuesday, a series on Tuesday. Can I see your hands? You were here on Tuesday. Raise it well. Let me see your hands. Okay. God bless you. What were we speaking about? You are here with your Bible and your jota to Bible studies. You are here with a Bible and a jota. Can I see your hands? A Bible and a jota. Okay, you are at least here with a Bible. Can I see your hands? Or you are not here with a Bible. Can I see your hands? You are not here with a Bible. Please endeavor to always come to Bible study with a Bible and a jota. God bless you. So, those that were here last Sunday, those that were here last Tuesday, pardon me, we understood certain things. Can I have, we started from faith for answered prayers, right? Faith for what? Answered prayers. And then, can I see someone who can tell me quickly, quickly, why faith is necessary? because I, I just want to do a check, a check um, how many of us were blessed last Tuesday. Why is faith necessary, yes? Yeah. All right. It gives us assurance that our prayers are answered now, even as we pray. Okay, why is faith necessary? Another person, Yes. necessary because it enables us to withdraw or to receive from God. It is without it we cannot put it well. Without it we cannot receive anything from God. Yes, there's someone here. Yeah. Faith is necessary because it is the substance of what we require of God. It is the substance. It is the raw material from which our expectations will be produced from. Yes, for for. You know, I, I didn't say at any point in that teaching that this is why faith is necessary, but I mentioned four reasons why faith was necessary. I didn't say it, but I mentioned it. And that's one of the ways that I will measure that people are following what is being taught and are not just, you know, copying notes and everything, that you are processing what you are receiving in the house of God. I need one more person. Yes. Faith is what gives us prayer power, the believing factor that we can actually get what we ask for. Sure gives it the belief factor. Okay, so, indicators of faith. Indicators of faith. Who can give us? We did majority of our study from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Indicators of faith. Indicators of faith. Hebrews 11, verse 1. According to Hebrews 11, verse 1, we looked at different indicators of faith. Yeah, give it to us to help anyone. Hebrews 11 verse 1. Hebrews 11 verse 1. 
Yes, indicators of faith. You were here on last Tuesday. You, if you receive the word of God, you shouldn't need a reminder. That's, that's, the, that's what I'm talking about. Did the word of God enter you? Or rather, what should I say? Um, what is faith? Like, or characteristics of faith? Or uh, features of faith? Yes. Of Bible faith? Yes. One. Yes. Faith is a now force. A now force. What does it mean? Faith, if you have faith, it is in the now. It is in the now. Yes. Two. Praise the Lord. Yes. Faith is a substance, meaning it is tangible. Faith is a, a substance. That means it is tangible. It is tangible, meaning it can it is to be seen by works. If you have faith, we'll see it by your works, by your actions. There should be actions supporting or validating faith. You cannot say you have faith for healing and then after you have been prayed for, you are still lying down covering the clothes. You are you step out in that faith that you have. You know, when rain is when we said as we are coming today, we are going to pray for rain to fall. You will see you come with an umbrella. It shows that you there's substance to your faith. Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. One of the indicators of faith is that you can behold the substance. You can behold the substance. You can see it. Okay, still on that same point. Can we have one last person? Yeah, can you help us quickly? Faith is an evidence. Faith is an evidence. It's like the receipt. It's like a proof with which you tender and you receive that which the Lord has already prepared for you. Please, can I, is there anybody here that left church on Tuesday Bible study? And then there is an area of challenge in your life. And then you, one of, out of the many things you heard on Tuesday, you faced a challenge, a real life challenge. And then there was something from what you heard on Tuesday that you now put to practice, you engaged it. And then it now helped to give you an answer, a victory over that situation between Tuesday night and Tuesday before 6 p.m. You consciously, you know, remembered something you were taught in the last Bible study. And when you faced a challenge, one of those things just crossed your mind and you did it and you had an answer. Can I see your hands? And you are willing to share. Can I see your hands? Anybody? Okay, please help me. And then her. Okay, quickly, quickly. Hallelujah. you prayed with faith and your faith was seen that you went ahead to wash did you continue washing so, like, you had washed already. you had washed already okay you were now in school while clothes were hung at home they looked like it's going to rain 
but then you believed that it is possible that you, you can believe God and rain will not fall. And so you didn't bother to do anything. So you continued allowing the clothes to be there and it worked out. Meaning you put your faith to work and it helped you. Yes, let's see another person. Yeah. Hallelujah. Okay. Yeah. Pay the old one for me. So what happened? So when I went home, he kept repeating. Even on that day, I was, we were to go out to take the new clothes, and he was like, "It's not possible. It's either mm. you pay till next week for money to come, or you go and." Uh -huh. So what? So what I was just wondering. He kept telling me, "Daddy, Daddy will buy new clothes for me. Daddy will buy new clothes." I was just telling him, "Daddy, I wait till he will buy new clothes." Daddy, okay. In case, but ultimately he got the phone for you. Meaning, even the physical circumstances, he agreed that it's not possible. But you know whom you believed because your faith was just there. You kept expecting that even though he wears clothes and he goes, he can even come back. You see, that's what Abraham did. That he said that even if I, I, I kill Isaac, God is able to raise him from the dead. Why? Because I, I, I have something I have believed. Yes, you had something to share quickly. Let's take one last person. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, there was um, our, one of our results were removed, and then um, our streets, about seven or so, there were tickets in our name, meaning okay. we did not register. So the rest, five, backed out. I and a friend, we said that we're going to meet the person. When we met the person, it did not happen for us, so we had to go back. It means that it will be a carryover stop. But after that Tuesday service, I went back again on Thursday, and they said they're looking through it, and said I should submit my letter. On Friday, I came back, and I checked my name was in the letter, and they said I should come back this Friday to get my results. Your results. You see, you know, the believer that just sits down in church and hears teachings and doesn't go home to engage it, will be a defeated believer. The purpose of teachings is not to make you knowledgeable. It's to make you wise in the affairs of life. So that when you are faced with a challenge, you are someone whom has been taught by God and you are able to have and know what to do. Challenge is not alien to a believer, but being defeated in the face of challenge is alien to a believer. Mama has something to say, please. Hello. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Even though he said that's the last person, but let me say something. Praise the Lord. Um, my own is not this week. Praise the Lord. I knew Pastor George many years ago when I came. I asked God, where should I worship? To get, because I will get some words above me. Unadulterated words someone that is above my level of Christianity, above my level of faith. So he directed me. That's how I knew Pastor George. But I want to say something. That I stopped going to that church. Why? Because of the way of the faith now. 
who I am. When I go there, when he will preach, I take the word, I will preach like the one he preached on Sunday. I'm still praying still this evening. Like the one he preached on Sunday. Because he's a man higher than me. I'm still praying on those open doors. Keep your door open. And I'm getting much more than he taught us while praying. So in that church, because when he, he preached, I will come and testify. I will be very happy testifying. Not knowing I had so many enemies, adversary. At any time he preached, I'll pick a word of my own. I carry it home. That's my prayer point for the week. And it worked out for me. That's how I survive. Even this week, the preaching of Friday that I was the one that preached, I picked it because there were some points for me. I picked the point and I prayed with it. When you go home, you don't just drop everything preached. You pick your own and you use it as a prayer point. That's how it works. Or you put like, now we are handling faith. You put it into practice and it works. It works. It works. It worked for me. Like rain. I finished washing and there was rain coming. The cloud was dark. I said, God, I will remove my clothes. The rain was coming and I heard the noise. I stood by my backyard, my veranda. I put my hand. That rain fell till Civic Center. It did not reach my house. Put your hand together for Jesus. I mean, the cloud was dark, heavy, heavy loaded with water. But that rain stopped at talking about the rain, that rain stopped at Civic Center. And after there was no sun, I said, God, the rain cannot stop and my clothes is not dry. Sun came. The Bible says that who? Elijah was a man. How? Like passionate. You can do more than what he has said, what I have said, what she said. You can do more. If you can put your faith into work, if you can build yourself, your faith, and you can exercise your faith in Christ Jesus, all things are what? Possible. God bless us. Hallelujah. So let's see James 1, verse 22 to 25. But be ye doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholded himself and goeth his way, straightway forgetting what man of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. There is blessing in doing, not just in hearing. So, as a believer, one of the reasons, one of the proofs that you are a believer is that you go outside church and then you have the keys to overcome issues. That you are faced with a challenge outside there, but you are not foolish because you have been trained in the world. You are able to, like a, like a, 
I liken a believer, please permit me, I liken a believer to a babalawo. Are you getting me? To a, a native doctor. When you come to a native doctor and you give your complaint to a native doctor, a native doctor does what? He goes inside, he divines, he knows, bang, 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 bang. he says, take this thing, just go and put here. You do this, do this, don't dance three times, run about it, your problem is gone. That's it. That's a believer. You are faced with a challenge. He says, I learned about faith. So if I just put this, I know what to do. But scripture, either it needs to pray. If it takes to pray, I'll pray. Pray morning, pray in the afternoon, pray in the evening. There are certain prayer points from that teaching. I'll just put this prayer point. You put it. You are like a native doctor. You just put one or two things. You do concoctions, put it there, and then you go home. Your issue is solved. You pray. If it is to pray, you say, ah, no, this one is not just prayer. I'll pray, and then I'll pick up my books, and then I'm going to read three hours, and then I'm going to do this. And you have the solution to your challenge. That's what makes you a believer. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's what makes you a believer, that the word is inside you. And when you are faced with an issue, you know, you, you will know you are a believer when you are faced with a challenge. And that is why if you read Acts chapter 10, verse 17. Let me show you what a believer is supposed to look like. Is it 10 verse 17 and 19? Mm. And so the scripture I'm looking for says, he said, and the disciples in Berea were more honorable than those in Thessalonica. For they went home and they searched whether the things that Paul told them of were true. So they went home. After they will, they will sit down in church like this, they will go home. They will pay attention to what was being taught. They will open the Bible to confirm each and every single thing that Paul was teaching. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So the Bible calls them honorable believers. Please, my, 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 I, I, I'm encouraging you. Don't just be someone who hears, who copies notes. Let the word find expression in your life. Apply the word to your life. Apply the word to your situations. Apply the word to your academics. Apply the word to your finances. Apply the word to your spiritual life. Apply the word in every area of your life. That's how a believer becomes victorious. Because the word is made up of answers. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Are you listening to what I'm saying? So listen to me. I'm not wasting time. On the subject of faith is practical. On the subject of faith is practical. It is very essential that we have done something with what we hear because faith now, faith is the substance. And then James said, show me thy faith without thy works and I will show you my faith by works. So faith is tangible. Faith has expression. Faith has a form. We will see it if you have faith. Are you getting what I'm saying? So let me give you an instance because we shared also that the beginning point of faith is expectation, is desire. That's part of the things we talked about last Tuesday. Desire. So that's, what, that's the beginning point of faith. What do you truly desire? Do you have a desire at all? Do you have an expectation? You might be in church, but do you have an expectation in church right now? What, do you have why you are here? If you have why you are here, then we can say you have faith. But if you don't have a purpose for being in church, then you don't have faith. Because faith, and he said, whatever things he desire, when he pray, Mark eleven twenty four, 24, believe, but it has to start from desire. And then we find out in Luke 14 that then the poor man had an issue because he desired to eat of the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. And that was his desire. Are you listening to what I'm saying? 
Are you listening to me this evening? And so I'll share this story of one person, a young brother among us here. And so on for since last week, since last week, he has he has had um, a need to be with his credentials because of what he needed it for by this week. And so it, it, it wasn't with him. It was in another state, like say Lagos, and he's here with us. And so he has been he put things together, made some calls, reached out to um, where the credentials is. Please help me put it together and help me send it down here. I'm going to take off the payment. I'm going to take off everything. Now, his desire is to get his credentials with him. And so uh, of all times, of all season, it is during this period that they now have serious challenge at home, such that they had to involve a police person, a police case, and there were so many challenges there. They have some issues among those that are staying there. Some one or two persons, their head not, is not really straight. Now, because of this, and there is no young person around that can easily do the checking and the taking it to. Now, service until Saturday, there is still no update on this issue. In fact, as at Saturday night, when he called the aunt to get updates, the aunt was not taking the phone and everything. And when he called the sister to the aunt, when he called his aunt's sister, another aunt, that one said that this is what happened Friday, Saturday. So they've been having a very serious challenge at home. So Sunday morning, when many people were coming to church, he had something that brought him to church that day. So it, it doesn't matter. There might be many things, many things that might happen in church. But God, I have a challenge. And in this service, I'm trusting you. My expectation is that this thing must be resolved in this service. Now, there were many things that he had need of even at that time. He had need, for example, he had need of to be healed and all the other things. But there was one primary desire, primary desire, just like Jacob, that if you don't bless me, we are not going from this service. Now, in the midst of the message, while many people could hear a message and say, what an amazing message, what a powerful message. It, it, that message was the diagnosis of what is the challenge. For a door has been what? Opened for you. A door is about to be opened for you. Next week, you're about to go for an interview that is about to open a very great door for you. But there are many addresses, just one door. This one is having challenge here. This one is involving a police case here. The number is not picking call. You are even sick in your health. There are many, one door, many adversaries. And so when it was time for prayer, there was no friendship. There was no partnership. My, I was not concerned. Uh, the brother was not concerned with whatever, whether there's WhatsApp message or not. If it's time for prayer, there, are, there is a door that is about to be opened. And there are many addresses. All of this started from where? Because he had an expectation he was, he came with to church. And so when there was time for prayer, when everybody is praying in tongues and closing and moving and pacing around, you will see him. You will stand one place. And then, God, my door must be open. This door must be open today. Under this unction, that grace of God that this believer of your, God, your servant is speaking, this door must be open. Every adversary must be flawed. I receive the key. It will not just be open. It will destroy the door entirely such that it will be an expressway. Express. From now till whenever this desire is made, there must be no other hindrance. Are you listening to what I'm saying? And then it came to the point that God's servant made many prophetic declarations when we are about to close. Are we together? Are we together? Now, there was one and one only. Eh? Are you listening to me? That uh, because your heart is connected to God in faith and in expectation, 
so the, no matter what happens, God will not end the season until he speaks to you. So some of you didn't pay attention, according to the brother, that when uh, God's servant, the chaplain, made prophetic declarations. It was when all the prophetic declarations had finished. And then she, close to the end, she now said something like, you are getting a scholarship this week. How many of us heard that? How many of, keep your hands down. How many of us remembered we heard that before now? You see the hands quick. And so, because there was an expectation in place, when you hear your case mentioned, you will know it is for you. Because why? You came with an expectation. Meanwhile, many people will shout an amen to that prayer. Many people will shout many prophecies, but nobody will remember once they leave this place. Because there was no what? No expectation. It didn't come to an answer to a prayer, and it will never be a testimony for you to share. Meanwhile, it is a prophetic declaration. So, prophetic declarations are like stray bullets. They are like stray bullets. It is your expectation that positions you on the way of the movement of that bullet for you to be hit, for there to be a testimony. They are like stray bullets spread across this church. The only persons who came with an expectation, who have a need, and who have been holding on to God since service began, they are the ones that the expectation will position them in the direction of that bullet, and then they will be hit. And what will happen is a testimony. And that's why there will be 500 people in a church and a prophetic word will be made and two people will share a testimony. It's only two that had need of it. It's only two that came with it. They came with a hunger. This is why I'm here. I, I don't know about why others are here, but this is why I'm in church. This is why I'm here. I know I came to worship you. I know I came to glorify your name. I'm in sanctuary unit, so it is normal that I should clean. I'm in choir, it's normal that I should sing. But there is also something inside that brought me to church. And so, even though that prophetic word was not made with the same strength as the beginning ones, when you know your own, it is your own. And so, the brother, after service, went to the chaplain and said, Ma, hmm, that there is something that God said through you. It was for me. So, I want you to seal and I want you to confirm it in Jesus' name. And you know what? She held his hands and prayed. And they left simple. Meanwhile, to many people... The chaplain is, is one of the, is, is, the, is our pastor, is, is, our, is, our, is, is the chaplain, is somebody that was set here. But if you're in the retreat, you'll know that, that you, you can have a sent prophet and until you are aware that he or she is your sent prophet, you will not receive the rewards of what? A sent prophet. Are you listening to what I'm saying? And so long and short of the story is that by the time the call was made, according to the brother, we, have, we found it. We were even looking for a way to call you. The only thing is that we are not free. Do you need it urgently? We are not free, but we kept it. He said, no, don't. Then when the chaplain spoke to the brother, as at the time he was praying and was praying for doors to be opened, the Holy Spirit had said, oh, you need to send someone there. And out of many people, the head was scanning. Who should we send? Who should we send? When we spoke to the chaplain, the chaplain said the self same thing. Don't bother, send someone there. That's how it went. Long and short of the story is that the credentials are on their way to acquire them as we speak. You know how it started? It started from a place of desire. Someone had why he came to church. Someone had why he came to church. And when church is going on, as the message was going on, his heart is on one matter. Are you listening to me? That is faith. Tell your neighbor that is faith. So now that you have heard all of this preamble, ask your neighbor, now, do you have faith? Do you have faith in this place? Do you have faith in God? Do you have faith in the God of this place? 
So sometimes what you don't realize is that you, you sometimes you, you don't even need too much faith. Just have enough faith in the God. Eh? You may, if you think your faith is not enough, don't think about your faith. Just have a, the, enough faith in the God of where you are. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Maybe you believe you don't believe that it's possible that God can do it for you. Don't bother. The God of where you are tabernacling under is enough. It's enough. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's enough. Meanwhile, another person will say, I'm, I'm, I'm anointed, so me, I can also pray for this thing to happen. Why waste time when there's an express? Why look for a keke when there's flights that you can take? Don't bother thinking about how much your faith is, whether it's big. Just trust in the God of the place that you are tabernacling under. If I just bring that case here, if all of us maintain that position after these teachings on faith, this house will be a supernatural house. Are you listening to what I'm saying? This house will be what? A things, the supernatural that will happen in this place will be strange for other natural people to hear. They won't know that there was a season that we decided to teach ourselves on the subject of faith. And since then, anybody from chapel of praise, they will call you a man or a woman of faith. You can't believe the impossible. You can't believe anything and it comes to pass. Are you with me? Are you with me? So like I said last Tuesday, I'm going to say it again. Please don't sit beside a stream and be washing your hands with spit. There is abundance. There is abundance. There is too much that God can do. Stop limiting him with your desires. Your desires. Either you have no desire at all, or your desires are too small. If we set our heart right now, are there people that are here with a desire? That's when we will know those that the Lord would visit tonight. Can you bow your heads in 30 seconds and say a prayer to God? I came. I came with a desire. I came with a desire. Something brought me here. There is something that made me come into your presence. You are my helper. It's your grace that made me come into your presence. My helper. Your mercies that made me come into your presence. You are my helper. Do you have something that brought you here? It's your mercies that made me come into your presence. You are my helper. There is something that makes me come into your presence. You are my healer, my provider, my upper. Mom! 
we call you. You are bigger than even our biggest need. Oh. You are bigger than what we ask you. You are bigger than our expectations. You are bigger than our desire. You are bigger than what we need. Oh. You are bigger than what has made us cry. You are bigger than what is our fear. Oh. You are bigger than what is our need. You are bigger than what we call you. Some say you are good, but I know that you are the best, though. You are bigger than what we know you for. Some say you are good, but I know you are the best, though. You are bigger than what. In Jesus' name, how do we grow our faith? Romans 10, verse 17. Please, friends, don't ever come into the house of the Lord without an expectation. You know, you cannot enter into a Babalawo's house that he will not ask you why you are here. How dare you enter into the Father of all spirits? The Father of all spirits. The Father of all spirits into his house without an expectation. It is an insult. It is an aberration. It feels like you either don't know him or you don't trust him. They call him the God of the universe the maker of heaven and earth he created everything in six days he was he's so big that everything that you see right now he created it by speech he just spoke it came to be he's almighty he's almighty imagine the extent of the universe it took him six days and on the seventh day he rested you know it took him a night to deliver people out of 430 years of captivity i don't know about your challenge it's too small it's too small People stayed for than 30 years in captivity. One night he said you are going and they left. You is too I, I don't I don't know who opposes you and what makes you worry instead of pray. And that's why he said, Be not anxious for nothing. You have a father in heaven, but in all things with prayer and supplication, make your request known unto God. You see, Paul was a man who walked in revelation. He said, Don't be anxious for anything, don't ever worry about anything, don't fret. You have a God, you have a God. Psalm 24 verse 1, he said, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. In Psalm 50, he said, A thousand cattle upon the hill are the Lord. A thousand cattle. They belong to God. Are you getting what I'm saying? He's the, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. All that is in it. It takes only a fraction. It takes only a snap of his fingers to provide your biggest issue. Are you getting what I'm saying? Is someone getting what I'm saying? Romans uh -huh. 10 verse 17 faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God some people question how should I have faith faith comes when you have God's word when you hear God speak to you on any subject matter that is it is a dundee faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God faith in God comes from hearing what God has said. It comes from hearing what God has said. If you want to measure the extent of faith that is inside you, measure the extent of the word that is inside you. On any subject matter that is a 
concern. All you need is to sustain the voice of God. Do all it takes to obtain the voice of God on that subject matter and it is done. Do all it takes. That's why it's not just one hearing. Sometimes you will need to stay here and here and here and here until you are sure that you have obtained the voice of God, the verdict of God. Once you have obtained it, bam, you are sure that God has done it. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing and, and by hearing what kind of words? What kind of words? How many, what kind of words? So most times we hear so much from our problems. We hear so much from our situations. We hear so much from good-meaning people, well-meaning people, experts. You know, we hear so much from, you know, people who have experiences. But the day you hear on any subject, you obtain the voice of God on that subject. That is final. You know, when God speaks, he speaks according to his capacity. He doesn't speak according to your situation. God speaks according to what he can do. But you only see according to what you can believe. God speaks according to his capacity. But you see according to the capacity of your faith. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. In Romans chapter 12 verse 3, everyone is given the same measure of faith. How come when we go to Hebrews chapter 11, we see a hall of fame written. We see a hall of faith written. How Barak, Gideon mentioned them, Samson. The dead obtain their, the, the mothers obtain their dead back to life. We have people like Abraham, have people of Noah, and then these men accomplish great things, whereas the measure of faith was measured. Faith was given to everyone in a measure. If you found that at different points in these people's life, they, all of them had one thing in common. They heard God. They heard God. On any issue of your life, and I repeat this because I want you to stand as an authority in your heart. If you obtain the voice of God, that's why you don't rush. When you have a challenge, you don't pray shabalabalaba and stand up and run away. You stay, you stay, you stay, you stay, you stay. And you obtain the conviction that God has heard you on any subject matter. You know, the Bible says that the voice of the Lord thundered upon the waters. The voice of the Lord, it, 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 it quakes. When, when he said the voice of the Lord, speaks, the Lord spoke and then the mountain began to shake. When God speaks, there is no challenge that can withstand his, his voice. There is no obstacle. There is no obstruction. There is no hindrance. There is no stumbling block. It has been proven many times. They've tried. They've tried. But when the word of God speaks, issues are defeated. So when you want to grow, when you want to grow and you desire to move in the fullness of God, and you want to see the hand of the Lord sustained upon your life, begin to desire the voice of God. 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 Stay in the place of prayer until you hear God speak to you. Stay in the place of prayer until God confirms his word. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Sometimes the first time you will hear, you just pick up the scripture and you will hear. The first hearing you will hear most times will be a hearing of logos. Don't rush and stand up. Hear. Keep hearing until you hear the voice of the spirit breathe upon the natural word and make it come alive in your heart. When it comes alive in your heart, rise up and give God praise. It is done. When you want to grow in faith, you see, if you open your Bible to Matthew chapter 17 verse 20, let's go first to Matthew 13 verse 31. Verse 31. You need to grow your faith. 
Never be con content with the level of faith that you have now. Because as you are growing in God more and more, challenges surface, more and more positions for surface. He said, another parable put it forth unto them. The kingdom of heaven is like to a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field. Verse 32. And he said, which indeed is the least of all seeds, but when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs. And becoming the tree, so that the breath of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. Matthew 17, verse 20. He said, even though your faith be as mustard seed, your faith is permitted to start small. There are many things God would have compared faith with, but he compared with it with a mustard seed. It doesn't matter how small. Matthew 17, 20. It doesn't matter how small. And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you shall have faith as a grain, as a grain, as a grain, if you decide to at any point in time see a mustard seed, anybody here who has seen a mustard seed before? Yes, very small, tiny, tiny. But God is saying all it needs, all it takes for you to start seeing my hand move in your life, have it as small as that mustard seed. Have it. You know why? Because faith is designed to grow. It is a thing. It is designed to grow. There are many things God would have easily compared faith with. But he's saying faith, even if you have it enough as a mustard seed, at the mustard seed level, you can say unto a mountain, a physical mountain be moved and it will move. Faith. Step out in faith. Step out in faith. All you need on the subject of faith is to ensure that hear the voice of God. Hear the voice of God. And the word of God I'm referring to here is not the word of God that you've only memorized into your head. But it's the voice of God that is in your heart. Because at many times we've known many scriptures. We can quote scriptures. We can memorize scriptures. I'm not referring to that. I'm referring to a word that you are convinced beyond reasonable doubt. Beyond reasonable doubt. That's what Paul said. He said, I know whom I have believed. I am fully persuaded that he is able to perform. Physical circumstances notwithstanding, I know whom I have believed. When the Bible was speaking in Romans chapter 4, beginning from verse 17 to 20 about Abraham, he said he considered not the deadness of his body, nor the deadness of Sarah's womb. You know why? Because God appeared to him and said unto him, about this time next year, you are going to have a child. When God's word speaks, when God speaks his word, rather, all natural protocols are suspended. Are you listening to me? When God speaks his word, physical circumstances are suspended. They bow. They bow. So, Sarah's womb was dead at age 90. Abraham, at age 99, was no more an active young man. But it doesn't matter because when God declares his word, his word accomplishes it. Let's go to Isaiah 55. Let me show you something about the word of God. Oh, Shabbat. Isaiah 55. Why you need the word of God? Verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. He said, for as the rain cometh down, look up, look up, look up, please, read with me. As the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither. Can you give us something a little bit simpler? Do you have New King James, NIV, any one of them? HCSB, anyone? Anyone? Hmm. Why you need the word of God? If you stay, stay, 
faith is dependent, is measured by the word of God. He said, for just as rain and snow fall from heaven and do not return without saturating the earth and making it germinate and sprout and providing seed to sow and food to eat, verse 11. He said, so my word that comes from my mouth will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I please and will prosper whatever I send it to do. Are you getting what I'm saying? Verse 11, go back to 10. He said, as the rain cannot come without making things to germinate. So listen to me. Your faith is like a seed. Are you with me? He said that faith should be like what? Pay attention, please. Your faith in Matthew 17 verse 20, don't go there, stay. In Matthew 17 verse 20, he said your faith should be as what? Mustard seed. When you add, add the word of God to your faith, the Bible says it's going to make it germinate just like rain. Just like rain. Faith is, is this word is compared to rain here. He said, as rain comes upon seed that is in the ground, and then it does not have a choice than to germinate and sprout and provide seed to sow and food to eat. When you add the word of God to faith, that's why you stay with the word. If you must be a man of faith, you stay with the word. You eat the word. You would hunger for the voice of God. When you see what happened on Sunday, and so according to the brother, and, and then as the man of God was preaching, you know, it was just like, oh, so this is what I'm facing. Applying the word that was being preached to your personal situation. The ability to interpret prayers out of the word that comes to you. The ability to, to descend, to, to script out. Everyone is receiving a word and everyone is excited. But you are able to apply to your current situation and know how to like a, a wise master builder. You are able to divide and divide and take out one or two things that it applies to your unique situation. He said if you can do that, definitely, without doubt, it is going to cause the seed of your faith to germinate and to sprout. And it's going to give you seed that you will sow. And it's going to give you food you eat. That's talking about the manifestation of your expectations. He's talking about the manifestation of your expectations. Have you ever seen rain fall and then at a certain point, the rain stops and starts returning back? Have you seen that happen before? That's how, that whenever the word of God is released into your situation, it doesn't matter the number of enemies that fight, they cannot return it. It doesn't have a choice. Because God is saying here that my word does not have, there's something called accomplishing power. Is resident in every word of God. The self-accomplishing power. The ability to accomplish by itself that which it came to do. That's verse 11. Verse 11. You can give it to us in King James Version. He said, but it will accomplish what I please. I will prosper in what I send it to do. King James Version. He said, but he said in King James Version, he said, it shall accomplish that which I please. It's not return to me void. It shall not. So faith is dependent on the word of God. Sometimes all you need is to go to your saint prophet. Please just pray. Just say a word. Just say a word. All you need is from a message. Just a word. All you need is to open the word of God. And you hear him speak particularly about that issue. All you need. All you need is the word for your faith. To germinate and give you evidence. He said it shall accomplish. It shall accomplish. It shall, ac it shall prosper. He doesn't have a choice. He doesn't have a choice. Even if he doesn't want to accomplish, if the word has gone forth, it shall. It shall. It shall. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? And that's why when God said, let there be light, he didn't check if there will be light. Did you see the Bible say in Genesis 1 verse 3, and the Lord said, let there be light, and then there was light, and then there was light. Is that what he says? He said, and God said what? Let there be light, and there was light. You don't have a choice. When God speaks, it comes to pass. It doesn't mean Satan is not powerful. It's just that when it comes to the battle of power, there is only one all-powerful. There's only one almighty. It doesn't mean the, 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 the evil one, those fighting you, they don't have power. It doesn't matter. Just get the voice of the all-powerful one on your side. Just get it on your side and you have peace. Just get it on your side and you have peace. Just get it on your side. Concerning your academic expectations, the same start. Get the word of God on your side. Concerning your health, get the word of God on your side. Concerning your family, get the word of God on your side. Concerning your unit, get the word of God on your side. Just trap the word of God in your heart. Trap it. Hide it. Pray it. Declare it. Speak it. You see, that's what happened to David and Goliath. He went to, he went to Philistine and he said, Oh, thou uncircumcised Philistine. You know, David's confidence was not just in the fact that he was a skillful warrior. David knew that God had said to Abraham, and then he spoke again to Moses, that anyone who is not circumcised amongst you is not any part of me. Send him out of you. I will judge him. So that's why when David came, he spoke with an intelligent language. He said, Thou uncircumcised Philistine, the Lord will give you to me today. 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 You are uncircumcised. You don't have heritage of living. It's only those that are circumcised that come under the protection of the Almighty God. And if you are not under the protection of the Almighty God, and I am under the protection of the Almighty God, it doesn't matter who protects you. My own Almighty God will defeat your own God. That's what David was saying. It was a war of words. He said to David, I'm going to give your body to the birds. What did he say to David? He said, I'm going to feed you to feed you to David said, Me, I will give you to the I'll feed you to the birds of the air. There's nothing I'm going to do. He said, I'm going to cut your neck with your sword. That's what David said. Because why? He obtained the voice of God. He knew what God had said about uncircumcised people. Anyone outside the family of Israel that is not circumcised, they are they are the mercy of believers. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to what I'm saying? Are you listening to what I'm saying? So most times, all you need is to get hold of the voice of God. Get hold of the voice of God. When you are listening for a, to a message, listen for the voice of God in that message. When you are reading your scriptures, listen for the voice of God in that message. In the, in the scripture. When God's servant is speaking to you, you went to meet the chaplain for one thing or the other. Listen for the voice of God behind the speech. And hold on to it. Pray with it. War with it. Let me show you something else. Mm. You see, when Jesus said, when God said by himself that I will perform the counsel of my messengers, he meant it. Are you listening to me? He did what? He meant it. So, he, he, what he was trying to say, he said, he has given them permission, permission, permission to speak on my behalf. And so, you can obtain the voice of my messenger, and you can obtain the voice of someone I have sent, and then I will confirm it. Let's look at Isaiah 43 and verse 26.
41 verse 21 as well. 41, 21 as well. We'll do them one after the other. there. Put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Put me in remembrance of what? Put me in remembrance of my own words. Put me in remembrance of my own words. Because if the Lord has given you a promise that any word that he speaks concerning you must come to pass, is there a word that the Lord has spoken concerning you that has not yet come to pass? Put God in remembrance of it. Put God in remembrance of it. If you go to 41 verse 21, he said, mm, 41 verse 21, produce your cause, said the Lord, bring forth your strong reasons. I love the way Hosea puts it. Hosea 14 verse 2. He said, take with you words and turn to the Lord. And turn to the Lord. And turn to the Lord. Hosea 14 verse 2. He said, take with you words and turn unto the Lord. We are still going back. It's one thing that I want to really emphasize in the time that we have. Romans 10 verse 17. Now, that's, we are still on that scripture. We are still on that scripture. Romans 10 verse 17. Romans 10 verse 17. And so, let's, let's start something that I will take other ones. Let's take faith triggers. Faith triggers. Faith triggers. Faith triggers. Faith triggers. We have about six of them. We'll take one today. Then as the Lord permits take other ones. Faith triggers. That's what do you need, you know, to trigger your faith, to make faith work for you, to trigger faith, to trigger faith, to trigger faith. And that's the spoken word. The spoken word. One, we take one, the spoken word. I've already started speaking on it. I've already started speaking on it already. So I just want to give you bearing so that when I ask you next time we are studying the subject, you'll be able to answer. The spoken word. Now, before we come back to those three scriptures that I just gave to you, Isaiah 41, 21, 43, 26, and Hosea 14, 2, let's go to Mark 11, 23 to 25. Let me show you something. Because faith, most times, we say we have faith, but one of the reasons faith doesn't work for people is that we keep quiet. We keep quiet. In the face of adversity, you keep quiet. In the face of challenges, you keep quiet. In the face of difficulties, you are faced with an issue and then you want to release your faith. Faith is not released with your mouth shut. When you face an issue and then you want to release your faith, you want to tackle that issue with faith, first thing you need to do is to open your mouth. Open your mouth quick. Open your mouth. Open your mouth quick. And when you open your mouth, you speak what is in your heart, which is the word of God. 
That's why I said that faith of first of all will be deposited in your heart by the word of God. And then when you are faced with a challenge, you now open your mouth and then what is in your heart will start finding expression. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he said. Verse 24. He said, have the God kind of faith. I know King James Version will say, have faith in God. But Bible scholars will tell us that verse 24 means, have the God kind of faith. If you, if you check, if you bother to check the original Greek translation, verse 24 actually means, have the God kind of faith. That's, have the kind of faith that God has. That's verse 24. If it's, if it's like they're having a challenge, open your Bible. Open your Bible. Verse 24 said, have faith in God. Are you with me? Are you listening to what I'm saying? When you check the original translation of that 24, it means have the God kind of faith. And so you need to ask yourself, what is the God kind of faith? What is the God kind of faith? The God kind of faith is a spoken faith. It's a, it's a, it's a verbal faith. It's a, it's, a, it's a declaring faith. It's a confessing faith. It's a speaking faith. It's not a quiet faith. It's not a timid faith. It's a bold faith. Have the God kind of faith. Is that what you see there in your Bible? Have faith in God? Is that what verse 24 says? Huh? Verse what? 22. Yes. Verse what? 22. Yeah, it started by saying, verse 22 said, And Jesus actually said unto them, Have faith in God. And then in verse 23 now where we are, he started describing how faith in God, how the God kind of faith is. How do, how do you identify the God kind of faith? How do you identify? Now open your Bible. Let's describe the God kind of faith. Let's do 22 and 23 together. And Jesus answering said unto them, what? I can't hear your voice, everybody. And Jesus answering said unto them, what? Can you say, have the God kind of faith? Now, let's begin to probe the God kind of faith. Verse 23. For verily I say unto you that what? Can you make it louder? Uh-huh. For you to experience victory in this side. You must be a man of the world. I know they told you that the earth was made in six days. The earth was created in six days, am I right? Bible study students, the earth was created in how many days? In how many days? Six days. Let's see if that's true according to the Bible. Open your Bible to Genesis chapter 2. Mm. I want to show you that the God that you are worshipping is not, you don't know him. If you know him, you will not be keeping quiet. You will not be keeping quiet. Faith is triggered, is released when you speak. You will never keep quiet in life. You will just wake up in the night and you roar. Kai, I am the son of the lion of the tribe of Judah. There is no enemy that can overcome me. I declare by the power of the Almighty God that I prevail. I prevail over sickness. I prevail over failure. I prevail over evil altars. I prevail over everything according to the word of the Lord. For this cause I came that the son of the devil may be what? Destroyed. I came to destroy the works of Satan. I don't care what he came to do. He came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have one who came to give life and give it very abundantly, very enjoyably. 
I don't care. My academics are be evidences of the righteousness of Christ. I am a son. I'm not a vagabond. I have a father. Listen. In Genesis chapter 2, he said, Thus the heaven and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God rested his work which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day. Are you reading with me? Please, read up here in case your Bible is not an original one. Let's use this one. Eh? Mm -hmm. So that I want to show you something. I want to show you something. The God that you serve. The God that you serve. He said, and God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. Now, verse 4. Can we read it together, everybody? These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth. When? When refers to time, right? When they were in what? Eh? Say that again. In what? Eh? In, in what? In the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens come out, verse 5, the earth and the heavens, guys, can you help me? And every comma is in the day, in the day, in the day, in the day that the God made the heaven and the earth comma is still continuing the things that He made in the day. And every plant of the field before, before it was in the earth, uh -huh, comma, and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. Go back to verse 4. My emphasis is that all of the earth was created in one day. Oh, you don't believe what I'm saying? Yes! Genesis 1 verse 3 said, let there be light, and there was light. Verse 2 said, let there be herbs, and there was herb. In, this, in, the, in the vocabulary of God, when he says a thing, it is done. It doesn't matter whether you see it or not. We are told that in one day, everything that he had made, he made them to pick up form. But in God's own dictionary, he rested from all the works. Because according to God, is involved. Once he speaks, it is done. He said, let there be light, and there was light. Whether you saw light or not is not his business. Let the heavens and the earth be divided. And it was. God is so faithful that he said he saw it, it was good. Meanwhile, you can, you can look at it and say, but there is no light here. But that's not God's business. Once he said, the heavens and the earth are made, he made. But this scripture now tells us that there are two different creations. The one he spoke it, and the one he made his hands. He used his hands to cause it to come to pass. So the one that stressed him so much that he rested was the one that spoke. Real power is in when you speak. Every other thing, he made it in one day. So far he has created them all by speech. He was so confident of his creative ability that he looked at them all and said they are all good. And he went back to bed and lay down and sleep on the seventh day. And then when he strolled out one day, you, I created you. Come on, come out. He came out. If I created you, in one day, he created every single thing. The heaven and the earth, comma, the herbs and everything and everything and everything. Are you with me? Are you listening to me, guys? And so that's why in, in, in Hosea that we read, was it Hosea 14 verse 2? That's why he said, take with you words and go to war. Take with you words. In the kingdom, you don't go with weapons. You go with words. You go with words. You go with words. Can you rise up on your feet? On your feet? Are you ready to release your faith? Give me those three scriptures. He said, take with you words and turn to the Lord. When you want to release your faith, 
you release it in words. Isaiah 41 verse 21, Isaiah 43 verse 26. Produce your strong reasons. Why should I bless you with academic excellence? Why should I prosper your family? Why should I give you a job after school? Why? So he said, produce your cause, said the Lord. Bring forth your strong reasons. That's what you do when you want things to come to pass in your life. That's how you release faith. That's how you release faith. That's how you release faith. Are you listening to me? 43 verse 26, give us that one also. God is saying, take a look, take a look, take a look at how I created the world. Take a look at how I made everything. The walls that you see were framed by the word of God. Nothing will miss that things that do appear. Why is it that when you speak, you wait to see if it happens before you believe it? Why is it that when the pastor declares over you, go and receive scholarship this week, and he say, but I've not made any application. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If you believe it, you speak it. I receive. I receive. You declare it. You will take it to God in prayers. You will stay until that which you have believed has come to pass. Produce your cause, said the Lord. Bring forth your strong reasons. Why should the Lord settle you maritally? Do you have a reason? Do you have the word of God in your heart? You tell him that you said in your word in Psalm 68 that he settled the solitary families. That's what you tell him. 